Nigga, we gotta start the podcast. Oh my god, I'm trying to. You bro, you like, do this every no, single no, time. No, no, don't no, no, even no, no, do that. Don't be trying to put that on me. I hate that. Oh my god, let's start the podcast. What did you slip up in my tub, girl? It's just that when I drink, sometimes I get a little crazy. Hey, to wet your whistle, Marcus. Can I get a refill? Oh, it's my night. I know it's gonna be good. Oh, It's all in me. I do it naturally. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm glad you got the follow up because I ain't have it. Hold on, I'm about to remix it for you. You ready? All right. I'm every black woman. It's all in me. That's all. Three month for you. <laughs> That's all. The original or the remake? So Shaka Khan is the original, to my knowledge. For all I know, is that I'm every woman from the 1950s. We don't know about us some wild shit, right? But uh-huh. uh, the one that I was first introduced to was the Shaka Khan version. And then you have our late and our great Whitney Houston just carrying the baton, you know, just... Right. I couldn't tell who... Who am I singing in my head when I sing it? <laughs> well, that's why Whitney Houston says Shaka Khan so many times at the end of the song. You know, I don't know if you ever... Notice that, but as the music is playing, she's like, Shaka Khan! And that's the reason why, because she was the original. Oh. All right, or maybe it was at the beginning. I feel like it's at the end, but, you know, correct. <laughs> Listen, all my music lover friends will correct me, because they always do. They always text me, and that song came out in 1996. <laughs> 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 yeah. Shout out to you know, a digital manager. It's her. I'm just talking about her. No. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Love you. Don't quit on us. But you know, will be the one to come here and correct. Like, you know that one friend that like, okay, there's a joke that we could all move past, or there's something that just happened if you could all just move. You just fell. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You know, yeah. I always think of like my my dad because he's like a huge music buff, right? Like, you know, he likes to hear and listen to all these different. Well, you know, whatever. He likes to listen to all these different, you know, uh, music genres. And so he randomly just like text me lyrics, right? And I have to answer within a certain amount of time and he'd be like, ah, you looked it up. And I'm like, no, I knew this song. I knew who it was. And he's like, who was it? What year? And I'm like, no. So it was like, um, I always feel like uh, the fight uh, during Endgame, right? When like Thanos like just got the, the gauntlet back and he goes to snap and then he looks and it's fucking Tony with all the goddamn stars. Like that's, <laughs> that's what it feels like so far. But it's all right. We going we gonna to make it. Don't don't you worry about it. I think every dad does that. Really? Just randomly like belts out, say this. And you're like, oh. Nah, because like when I used to drive around my dad, he would like a song would come on the radio. He'd be like, I have $5 for whoever can say the name of this song. And it was, it'd be don't some wild. Listen, I just shazam this shit out of that song. As soon as he said, like, I have... Back in the day, you had to. Back in the day, y'all, y'all young whippersnappers don't know. You ain't, you couldn't Google lyrics. You could, you had to sit there and rack your brain, like, yo. You want to know so crazy? Okay, so, so I'm watching this TikTok. Shut up, nobody cares about your unfiltered opinion, Michael. Just in case you wanted to talk about TikTok, anyway. Um, and this guy, he's like, he's a sketch artist, or not sketch artist. Excuse me, he's like a what's it, what's it called when you do imp, like impromptu comedy? What is it, what is it called? Prof. Improv, thank you. So he does improv and he like goes to, you know, certain communities to help the kids and, you know, bring awareness to acting and improv and blah, blah, blah. So there was this one sketch that they had to act out and it was about, you know, when that one person that you like, you know, has to like write the note in class and then get up and like pass it to you. You know what I mean? And then you gotta like read the note and then like somehow get the note back to them, right? Without the teacher really understanding like what's going on. And the kids couldn't understand like why this was funny or why it was a skit or why this on the third. And I'm like, well, I don't get it. Like, why is that not funny? Like that's mad pressure. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you gonna do, throw it? Like, are you gonna slide it? Like, you know, there was different techniques. Like you gonna pass it back from your friend, but then they might read it. You never know what's going on. This is a lot going on here. And then I realized these motherfuckers just like text. didn't text messages. And I was like, oh, a whole generation of like coming to age stories are just immediately wiped out, just immediately gone. <laughs> Bro, like it should, I, I would hate to grow up in this time period. I mean, I don't know, obviously. Yeah, you wouldn't know. The you wouldn't know. 
but no one told, but it's the way I feel like I always tell my sister, like, and everybody from Buffalo that went to school during the rough buff era, y'all sold us a dream. <laughs> I showed up, it was not rough. It was it buff. It was buff, but it wasn't rough. It was oh, okay. Rough. It was buff. No, it was rough, actually. It was rough. It was trash. That's what it was. It, it was, was a trash. different type of rough. It was rough. It was rough. <laughs> not rough, but it was rough. 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 Right? We got like, I think we got like the tip, like the, I think my graduating year was the last of it. Like the last year of things being like even remotely like above state that we knew. Cause you graduated year after, but she wasn't really on the, like on campus like that. Mm-hmm. So like, but even then, you still didn't. Any nothing you told me made me feel like okay, like that's buff. It felt like at that point, it just. Well, I mean, kinda... I was I was so separated in my mind because I was never really on camp. So to me, it was like I don't know who these kids are, and they seem kind of boring. Not to say that they are boring, but that was just the perceived. Well, nothing even pulled you to campus. That's how you know it was bad. Like we, like niggas, busy. Well, I know, but all my friends were also graduating or graduated, right? So I mean. We were in a different time. Shit, once you turn 20, what is it? Usually 23 when people graduate, 22? Uh, 23 if you take five years like us. Okay, so 2022 then? If you're 22, you're like, oh, these children, these 18-year-olds, like, we're we're so mature. We're not, but we feel that way. And then, like, if you have mentally matured past bangle paws, you usually don't show up as often. Um, but shout out to all my motherfuckers that's still out there. Uh, yeah. I'm actually trying not to say that word anymore. Because what? I found out what the origins were of it, and it actually gets me a little sad. Um, what? Huh? What are you talking about? <clears throat> I'm actually going to surprise you later on, and I will, uh, what is it called? I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to revamp some things. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the middle of the episode. Anyways, hello. We should introduce the podcast. It is your girl, Nia Via. Mikey Box, three X's because I'm nasty. And I can attest to that. (laughs) (laughs) So shout out to you, whiners. We're so happy that you're either uh, first time listeners and you're just joining us or you've been here before. So shout out to all of you. Uh, We are back. We're back. We're back. Not from anything. We were here last week, but you know, we we, <laughs> we returned to give you. I want y'all to know, like whoever like truly enjoys this podcast, even for the motherfuckers that don't, I want y'all to know, like the effort it takes to come back every week and do this shit. Oh Not my- that I don't enjoy, but just understand, like, and this is a, and this is also a shout out to people who are entrepreneurs and have, you know, yeah. so, it is hard after your regular life to be like, oh fuck. I gotta go update the website for my. Uh, I gotta put the new clothes on the on the website. I gotta you know update the blog. I gotta record a new video. Like whatever you up. I gotta go. You know if you're a photographer, I gotta go edit my pictures. Like whatever your thing is, after your regular life to go and do that is exhausting, bro. And it's like you're nowhere near the end. You know you're nowhere near what your goal is. You're nowhere near the top of the mountain. But it's like you're still grinding up to us, man. Yeah, honestly, um, cause you're. And a lot of times, like especially those people who are doing it by themselves, you are a, a army of one. So you gotta, yeah. <laughs> you gotta do everything. You gotta be the social media person. You gotta be the the customer service. You gotta ship the stuff. You gotta make this stuff. You gotta be the creator, the digital this and the da 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 da. da. And I'm blessed. We're blessed to have friends that help us out and keep us together. Cause child, let me tell you, I was sitting on my couch. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> Wednesday podcast. And I said, oh, shit, we come out Wednesday. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Who's going to record? I, like, envy sometimes, like, um, people who do podcasts where it's not, like, uh, like, I guess whatever's happening in the world doesn't really affect what they're doing. So they can record, like, all their stuff, right? Or, you know, if it's a very niche, like, topic, they don't necessarily need what's happening in the world to, you know, brand, you know, do their things and wait so long. Like we have to do this comeback every week. And some people don't. And I'm like, damn, what that feel like? <laughs> That'd be like, or if they do it by themselves, um, shout out to all the podcasters who pod by themselves. Like you could just wake up 8 a.m. and be like, all right, I'm gonna do it. If you got a co-host or multiple co-hosts, 
oh Jesus, Lord, like finding time is so hard. Um, so shout out to all of the entrepreneurs, um, specifically podcasters, because we I don't know, we just fuck with y'all like that. So. That's a fact. That's a fact. Okay. Well, um, you ready for the first segment? Oh, look at you all prepared today. Cue me. I want to make it mac and cheese, so I'm ready for this to be done. You say you said what? I'm about to make mac and cheese, so I'm ready for this to be done. Did you take pictures of your food? What, the other food yeah. I made? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool, because, you know, when the whiners come out and say that I'm a better cook than you, I just really don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want to hear it. So you go ahead and make your mac. You had your little jerk yesterday. You know, you go ahead and make, make what you have to make, because when I obliterate you, like, I just don't want to hear anything else. So, anyway, interesting Interesting enough, before we continue, most people know me as a very competitive person, but I've decided in life to own, I'm not going to compete with anything outside of basketball anymore. So and you got it, bro. No, that's not the point. We talked about this. No, 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 no. I'm no longer competing. I'm no longer in competition with black people. Sure. I am at peace now. Yeah. <laughs> when I beat that ass, just don't say nothing. Thank you. I hope Hope your food is the best. Maybe we can enjoy it together. I hope your food is amazing. And now it's time for We're near beer. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> welcome to the grapevine, everybody. Um, so you're hearing it here first in this segment. You know, we work to fill your cups and give you all the rundown of all the wild shit that's happened in the world. Um, like always, I'm here to give my biased opinion. And like always, Michael is here to refute it or not say anything because, you know, he don't care. Um, but yeah, welcome to the grapevine. Woo! You ready for these topics? Some of these are really good today. I'm going to try to, in honor of Black History Month that we did not talk about yet. <laughs> um, and I <laughs> History month. I'm gonna try and find less messy and some positive because sometimes you just need like a lot of fucking positive, uh, positive vibes in your life, right? Um, so as much as I love mess, um, I'm actually gonna start off with something that I think is really fucking amazing. So, um, first up, we have the one and only Stacey Abrams, the one and only, the one who damn near single handedly took the state of Georgia and flipped it. <laughs> Okay. Um, you know, you piss some people off if you say that. Which part? They can fight me. No, because isn't it like it wasn't just her? There's like other people and everybody's oh, up. She was, yeah, she was working with different uh, organizations doing that. However, she was based off of news articles and not blogging articles. There's a difference, and that has been bothering the shit out of me lately. People who are bloggers are not journalists. Stop reading things that are not from journalists without backing it up without back i'm gonna add without backing it up because okay. I, I saw you i saw the gears turning <laughs> I, saw, I saw it coming what i'm gonna say is just don't do it without backing up your information right like there's nothing wrong with seeing something on instagram but please by fucking god you are not a boomer google that shit it is literally free. but it's not it's not that though it's it's that comes naturally to you because you're an academic so you've learned, you've been, it's been ingrained in you. Anytime you get information, you have to verify where it's from. For the average person, it's not their process. They just take shit and just go. Well, let me tell you something. Look up like uh, reputable sources when you are checking anything. Just please don't take anything for fact because that is how we had the orange Cheeto sitting up in fucking <laughs> our office for the last four years, right? People weren't fact checking because all that shit that was going on on Facebook and all these other social media places and blah, 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 right? Um, so I, one of my favorite like news places is NPR. They are news. They don't tell you how they feel. They say this happened, this happened, this happened. That's, <laughs> God it. That's it. Because there are some places that I do like to listen to and every once in a while I'll venture over to the dark side just to see what the fuck is going on there before I physically give myself a headache, right? However, if they're telling you how they feel, if they're telling you like emotional shit, if they're like, I don't know, doing anything but literally reporting the news, you need to fact check that shit to make sure that is correct. Um, um, but that's how I feel. Regardless, going back to the lovely Stacey Abrams, um, she has been nominated for this year's Nobel Peace Prize. Um, and honestly, y'all, honestly, y'all, 
Like shit like that really makes uh-huh. my I'm very, very, very serious. Yes, yes. Um that's dope. It, it honestly she shit. <laughs> what? I said she did bring peace. I mean, <laughs> come on, it's like Obama and then let's just let's just top it off with Stacey Abrams in in our category of Nobel Peace Prize, right? Um, but I think that that is something that uh, she definitely deserves. She's done so much work. She's helped other states figure out how they can um, help uh, identify people who haven't voted and get them registered. And she shared her plan. And even when she didn't win governor, Shorty did not stop. Like when she said she loves that, like that place and she wants the best for her people, she meant that shit, right? And it's not just black people. She went and she did it all um, for everybody there. And for that, I say thank you. And I hope that she wins this Nobel Peace Prize, honey, um, for the, all the work that she's done. Because regardless of what party you're in, you'd be a fool to say that that woman did not put her actual feet into the ground and work. Um, so for all you Republicans out there talking about pull yourself from your bootstraps, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, um, also in some like kind of fun news, right? Uh, Ryan Coogler is creating a Wakanda TV show for the series or for um, a Wakanda TV show series for Disney Plus. When that will be coming out, probably be no time soon. But in a couple of years, if we're still doing this podcast, when we're still doing this podcast, I will be gleefully jumping up and down to see all the wild and beautiful things that will be in Wakanda. I know you're probably like, Steve Rogers isn't there, so it doesn't matter. But it's definitely- I bet it doesn't. I truly bet it doesn't. Um, the great I'm, thing- a- I'm sure that like, I'll be tuned in because of you, but like, can I say that I'm not, I'm looking for anything else other than a Captain America TV show, finally, America's greatest superhero ever, doesn't have a TV show. Captain America but- doesn't have a TV show. He had a TV show. He actually oh, did. He has one coming out. Uh-huh. Yes, he does. He does? Yes, he does. You can go look it up. He. It's also featuring his best friend, Bucky, as well. You fucking with me? I am not. I feel like I've heard this before, but then I feel like I just put it in the back of my mind because it was like there's nothing to get excited about right now. So. Listen, in honor of Black History Month, the only Captain America we will be... Uh, paying attention to yes he does have a tv show uh, with uh, i got you aha uh-huh. <laughs> i remember this i was like this sounds like a conversation i got mad about before but i can't <laughs> but i can't remember why i don't remember this you see how skilled i am at putting shit away that i don't care about trust me sweetheart if nobody on this planet other than your mother and your like maybe your dad and your sister right other than those other three nobody on this planet understands how well you are i just forgetting things trust me <laughs> trust me <laughs> to this day all right moving on <laughs> um and other great news i think we touched upon this before but i kind of wanted to go ahead and give it some more of a spotlight but uh oregon is the first state to decriminalize possession of hard drugs that part we talked about however what i did not state was that they will build rehab centers that will be funded by the state's marijuana industry, which uh, I think is fucking amazing, right? Like legalize the weed, everybody's smoking it anyway, legalize that bitch, right? And then take the money, the profit, all the extra jobs and the wealth that is building in that area, take it and put it into you know your economic development, right? So all of our homeless people, all of our people addicted to drugs, instead of I don't know throwing them in jail over and over and over again for I don't know no fucking reason. How about homeless is a crime in America? It is a crime as well as people who are addicted to hard drugs, um, and I think that that's not fair, right? If you know something's addictive, you understand that once you know things kind of get started, it's hella hard for them to stop. Why do you think jail, the place that is absolutely not known for rehabbing (laughs) the people who are there. Um, Why do we think that that is the answer? Um, Nobody actually thinks that it's just rich white people wanting money. Um, But hopefully we can dismantle that. Um, I think there is another place as well that is also looking into uh, or has uh, cut the budget of their police department. And what they're doing is they bought a uh, hotel to put their homeless in. And I'm like, oh, 
look at how amazing things can be when we say, you know, fuck the system that's, I don't know, been killing everybody, but that's just my own personal opinion. Um, but shout out to those places who are being uh, innovative and not necessarily following status quo. I fuck with that. Um, and then the last one is a little frustrating. So you might, you might feel compelled to speak about it. However, I did want to put this out there, right? For the population, it's not very positive, unfortunately. Um, however, in New York City, vaccination sites uh, were launched in Black and Latino uh, areas. However, they were overwhelmed with white people um, from suburban and outside areas, and they were taking um, those COVID vaccinations from them. Um, and so I, I wanted to share this because hopefully if you're working in those places, <laughs> you or not even just those places, but if you're passing out vaccines, hopefully you're doing, um, you're a little bit more conscious now of what's happening there. And also just to kind of point out that like, <laughs> this shit doesn't stop, right? Like the fight, at least for me, never really stops um, because it kind of always rears its ugly head in the worst of ways. Um, the privileged are taking opportunities from low in um, economic areas um, and disenfranchised individuals. And that shit is not okay. It doesn't sit well in my heart. Um, so for anybody who's out there stealing vaccinations from areas that desperately need it, sincerely fuck you. Um, <laughs> in like, not even like the most disrespectful way I can convey, convey that I want you to take it, right? Like, I don't want you to think that I am respectfully giving you that fuck you, right? Um, but also, I just kind of wanted to put that on people's awareness. Hopefully, you know, medical professionals can kind of keep their eye out on it. I don't know if any listen to this podcast, but fuck it. Let's just act like they do. Um, but I do know that this is uh, a city that, uh, <laughs> you know, matters to you a whole lot. So I don't know if you want to share how you, you know. Um, you I mean, the one thing I'll say is this is racism didn't die when we got Trump out of office. Like, if anything, that was just stopping it from, I don't want to say getting worse, because racism, it's not worse, it's just that. But it was like, people made it seem like, like people were, you were getting like kind of the sentiment from people like, yes, we've gotten to a better place in America. No, yeah. like, it was basically like taking the extra whipped cream off of a really shitty, like sugary treat that was gonna kill you. Uh -huh. Up the extra whipped cream, but right. the rest is still gonna give you diabetes, right? Mm -hmm. So, like with this, it was like, yeah, we got rid of Trump, but understand that was just the icing on the cake. It was, it was just more racism, you know what I mean? So that doesn't undo like red line. It doesn't undo the fact that there are black and Latino neighborhoods that are impoverished, right? Yeah. Like let's start there. Why are these? Why are there these very specific underserved communities in cities all across America? Like there's a there's a Harlem in every in every city. Yeah. The is there's we know Harlem from being Harlem, but like there's a Harlem in every place. There's a Washington Heights, meaning you know a, a Latino community. Like every single place, and why is in every single one of these places, you know, there's rundown buildings, you know, a shitty school system, um, you know, be heavily policed, whatever the case may be. So it's just under people make sure people remember like we did a lot last year, but it's like we're nowhere near done. So it's like, anytime you hear about stuff like this, post it. Like, remember, posting still does something. Keep the energy going, post things, raise awareness, like get involved with your, you know, I know in New York right now, there's a lot of council members, people people running for council. Get involved with that. Mm -hmm. Midterm election coming soon. Start building awareness. 2022, we coming right back around voting again. And it's going to be here before you know it. So, right. like, so... Yeah, like like the like the frat sent out an email telling us like basically saying get start getting involved. Like 2022 is coming back around. And I'm like, these motherfuckers is wilding. Like 2022 is mad long from now. Yeah. And then literally said it, I said it again just now. And as I'm talking, I'm like, oh shit, that's next year. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, damn, you know, but we got work to do, man. We got work to do. Yeah. Um, and honestly, uh I think like we all deserve to take one collective big breath, right? Like, a, mm. like okay, we did a really good job um, in terms of making sure 
certain people who were in power did not continue to stay in power. And honestly, take that big ass breath because I don't want anybody to get burnt out. I, there are times all of January or mo- majority of January, like I'd said in one podcast, um, I had to log off. Not just because of, you know, I, I have personal connections to logging off, but also like mentally, right? My mental health cannot always take all the information of all the shitty things in the world. So take that collective breath, take that collective break that you need, and then get right back into it. Because um, like you said, 2022 literally is next next year. Um, you blink too many fast, uh, or you blink too too fast, it, you'll miss it. <laughs> uh, so hopefully, we can inspire some people to keep fighting. Um, actually, you know what? All Black people, y'all take a break for all of February, and then we'll reconvene in March, okay? We'll let the whites figure it out. They're allies, right? All the ones who are allies and say they're allies, let them fight. We're going to sit here. We're going to be at our cookout for the next 27 days, and we're going to do the damn thing, okay? That's it. Oh, well, when this comes out, would it be 25, 6? I can't help that for right now, so. <laughs> well, because I'm like, technically, it's the second day. Right. So then the third day would mean there's only 25 full days left after tomorrow. And that's when it comes out. So 25 days we party it and then we'll say, OK, fuck it. We we here. We live uh, 9.5. Um, and then what I would say to end. Uh, what's this called? Um, the grapevine is there was a nine year old girl in Rochester who was handcuffed and pepper sprayed in Rochester, New York. Um, they were the police were responding to uh i believe they said a mental health situation um and the girl was crying out for her dad i haven't read the whole story only pieces of it so far um and so they handcuffed and and pepper sprayed her um they said it was for her own good however she was very scared wanted to be with her dad as any nine-year-old should um, and so this story hurts my heart specifically because I am from Rochester sometimes. Um, and so if nothing else motivates you, hopefully things like that will, because we don't want any other nine-year-old getting pepper spray. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, it doesn't make sense. The people who are supposed to protect and serve. Uh, but we see how well they did that with the capital. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> that is the end of... Heard it through the grapevine. Thank y'all. <laughs> All right, well. All right, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. Hey, yo, listen to Mikey Bart. Not the aftertaste on the Wine Night Podcast. Yeah, part of the show where I give my unsolicited, unrequested, unfiltered opinion on whatever comes to my mind. So um, if you agree with it, you know, let me know, DM, you know, shout me out on, you know, when we drop the episode on Instagram, whatever the case may be. And if you don't agree with it, well, keep your opinion to yourself. But um, with that being said, I got two today. So two? I got two. So one good, one bad, I guess say. You know what I mean? So we're going to start off bad. I want to finish off good. So uh, we've talked about this. I, well, damn everything we talked about on the show. We talked about it beforehand. But um, I'm really tired and just sad of family beef. Oh, oh, sweetie. (laughs) What? Oh, they're going to be trash regardless, but please continue. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) Yeah, but like, I don't know. Again, maybe I'm romanticizing childhood, things like that, but it was like, yeah, family did what they was going to do, but we still got together. And I'm not talking about in pandemic time. Even years, years before the pandemic started, like, it was a fight to get people before it was a given we was getting together certain times of the year. Like that was just a given. And after a while it be, kind of became like this, everybody stays in their nucleus and, you know, you know, we got to figure it out. And it's like a fight to get people together. And it's kind of like last minute stuff. And like, before I even get to the family beef part, what I want to say is first, this 40 hour week shit is trash. Yes. 40, 50, 60 hour week shit is trash. And and the reason why I bring that up is bro, just thinking about this today during lunch. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like the reason why I bring this up is why are we so tired when that time of the year comes? Because we're fucking exhausted from working so much. You know what I mean? 40 hours is a metaphor. 
Because we're not working 40 hours. Sometimes we're working 50. Sometimes, depending on your career, you're working 60. Some people, and then even if you're working 40, if your job is manual labor, that shit is back-breaking work. That is just exhausting. So to come back from that, and then some families are single parents, or, you know, they're not doing as well as, you know what I mean? Whatever the case may be, it's like, it's not as, I don't, I don't say as it once was because I wasn't there, but it's like, I can see now with how work becomes it's like the fact that we have more technology now, it's like it was It was supposed to be, okay, there's more technology, work becomes easier. It became, no, you could do more work now. You can work from even home now. You can work on the way to work. Like you can send emails on the train on your way to work. Like you can work on your way home from work. Like it's like work becomes this all day, 24 seven thing. And we're not doing the things for ourselves, like family and all the different type of stuff. And then just enjoying ourselves. We're not doing that anymore. And if I'm speaking for myself, cool. But um, like, I don't know. I, I just wanted to bring that part up first. But then when you add on family beef to that, right? So we're not getting together, but then we have these, you know, these these squabbles, these, you know, these little, eh, these little tiffs and shit like that. We're not together. We're not getting together to solve them. We're just, we're separated. And it sucks. Cause it's like, yeah, it, it, it made, all year worth it because you knew at the end of the year you was going to get together and do these things and it was like yeah the food was cool presence was cool but it was like the joy of being around people and shit like that you know what I mean it's it, it just I miss that I miss that and I wish that families could just get it together we could just let it go <laughs> well, what? you know what I'm going to let you pick which one I tackle first which one would you like to hear come out of this beautiful voice box for you what do you mean? Talk about the work part or the beef part? Which one would you like me to go ahead and tackle free? Um, talk about the work one. The work one is fucking trash. There's a bunch <laughs> of like, um, uh, what's it called? Articles and, you know, published work that says like, first of all, we was never supposed to be working this hard for this long, right? Like you said, like a 40 hour work week. If you would rewind the clock 70 years, this shit would, wouldn't make sense. <laughs> like, it, you do it 100 years, it would not make sense. People didn't work this long. Um, there are also published articles that talk about, like, people's sleep cycles, right? Like, humans aren't supposed to sleep eight hours. Yeah. No animal does that. Exactly. So you're supposed to sleep, you know, in smaller increments throughout the day, which would make so much fucking sense because I'd be like, why am I so exhausted during the day? I just want to close my eyes just for like a little bit. And then I want to like, you know, um, I want to sleep later and then I can't sleep. And then there's this thing of like revenge. Fun fact, before you continue, before you continue, fun fact, right? Kobe Bean Bryant, greatest basketball player of all time. No, I has no need to argue about this with anybody, right? Um, he, instead of sleeping eight hours a night, what he would do was he would sleep in four hour chunks so he could get more time on the court. Oh, thank you, Black man, for interrupting me for your very fun fact about COVID. You said what? Okay, bro. Anytime you want to cut me off whatever dumb shit you want to talk about, I don't say nothing. Oh, we're getting sensitive because it's Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> so now that the patriarchy is done speaking, like I was saying, um, there are <laughs> I like that title. I like that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> keep that. Oh, not the, I bet you do. God might oh, no, finish be like this. I like to be the I like the feeling of being this overarching concept that's just towering over people and just like dominating. I'm the, I'm the patriarchy. Like I like that feeling. Keep yeah. calling me that. Yeah. Um I was <laughs> talking about you specifically, but I think that you are a prime example of what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> Anyways, um there's this thing called like revenge sleep so it has there ever been times where you like you're like i gotta go to bed i should go to bed but like you nah. go to bed <laughs> um and the reason for that is because you don't want to give up your free time and the free time majority of, of it is the time that we sleep so why sleep when i have no other time to do the things or be myself or be comfortable and blah 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 so there's this new phenomenon about this um, going around and revenge sleep, not sleeping during the night, specifically because work is, like you said, overcompassing like our whole entire lives. Um, but we've talked about this on another podcast in terms of just like reclaiming your fucking time. These people want to play with me. I'm going to play with you. Um, in terms of you want me to come in this day? <laughs> no problem. Guess who's showing up late or not at all? The next day, it's me. Um, and this right. one 
girl said that you need to act your wage, right? Like whatever they're paying you, you need to act that. So for me, I'm worth a to the government. I'm worth a couple thousand dollars a month. No problem. I will. I will continue to act. I work that much amount of money um, every single time just to fuck y'all over because you know corporations will continue to suck you dry, suck you dry, suck you dry. Um, so. Not to say that you shouldn't care about your job, not to say you shouldn't put your best foot forward. However, I think that you should do it in in a space that is the most comfortable for you and that is the best for your mental health because some people drive themselves crazy. I have not, well, let me not lie, right? I have not worked late because I had to, like, if that makes sense. I wanted to help, therefore I did. But a yeah, girl, 4.30 come. Sometimes 4.20. Fuck around with me. It might be 4 o'clock. I'm packing this bitch up. Because you <laughs> your whole day surrounded by work. Getting ready for work. Driving to work. Being at work. Staying at work for lunch. Driving home from work. Decompressing because of work. And then people yeah. wonder why they don't have enough energy to do anything else. Um, so, And going back to our past episode, where am I fit in a kid? Oh, yeah, you're right. Never. And they don't really expect you to. Like, the corporations don't really expect you to. They want you to come in, burn you out, get somebody to replace you, right? Um, because I also read this thing where they talk about uh, the reason why they want you to work so late and um, also, like, within the conditions, right? So if I leverage, you have to get paid uh, against you right you're less likely in the hours you have to work you're tired you're less likely to go against that company and say what you're doing is wrong because you fear for your job and also because you're just literally dog shit tired afterwards um but jokes on them i barely do my job now so i got mad energy for all y'all <laughs> <laughs> just kidding to the people who employ me just kidding just kidding um, so that's but- that that's that side to the beef part. Every family has their shit, right? Mm-hmm. Every family has their moments of problems, of clashing, of conflict, of this and the third, right? And for people like me who have a humongous family, right? As much as we understand each other, we don't understand each other. We're all individuals. Um, and so sometimes I have to take that with me when I think of family and when I think of us having beef or, you know, with another family member or whatever the case may be, um, that we aren't the same, same family, but we aren't the same people. Right. So to a certain extent, I do have to recognize and understand their pain when it comes to certain situations, whatever the, the reason the beef has started and blah, blah, blah. Um, do I excuse it? No, we should be better people in general. However, I do understand why beef happens because we're just all different and it's hard, um, to do so. And I think specifically in people of color communities and black people, we were never really taught conflict management, if that takes, makes sense. Right. In our families, there's usually the monarch, right? So your grandparents usually, or that one aunt or that one uncle that kind of leads the family, right? Like they say something, everybody shuts up. You follow it because that's whatever. But then when you remove that person, we were never really taught to handle conflicts in a, in a healthy manner, right? right? So I'm mad at you. I'm either going to start some shit. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to yell with you or I'm going to do some shady shit because who else has taught you how to be or how to manage conflict, right? Even if you go back to how some people of color slash black people um, handle like their kids acting up. First thing you think is I'm going to get a belt. What does that belt outside of being fearful of you Does that really solve? I don't know how to solve situations. I just know how to handle pain now, right? Um, So I think, unfortunately, we've had a lot of, a lot of our generations, like, they come and they go, and those skills haven't really been passed down and practiced between each other. Um, That's, that's what I think, because there are a lot of times I'm like, we have the same grandma and grandfather. What the fuck happened to you? And then I go... (laughs) Okay, that makes sense, though. If their parent, if their grandparents didn't know how to teach it, right, 
and their mother didn't know how to teach it, then how can we have a conversation and patch whatever we have up if nobody has those skills? Um, uh -huh. So that's, I don't know. It's a sad situation, I think, um, for every party because I think that there are a lot of things, like I know specifically with my family, a lot of things that I miss um, that we had that we no longer have. Uh, there are a lot of times that we had, um, um, you know, happy moments, at least for me, pure happy moments. And now a lot of us don't even pick up the phone to, you know, check to see how we're doing. Um, yeah, social media is great because at least you can keep up with them without speaking. But it's, it, uh, it's not the same. Um, it doesn't give me the warm, fuzzy vibes. And I wish that families had some type of guidance just in general to say like, you know, this is how we deal with stuff. Um, unfortunately, we're just not there, so. Yeah, it's kind of how the cookie crumbles. But um, but I appreciate that. You shared a lot of good stuff there. I hope that um, that helps some people at least just have some understanding of what happened to them. But um, the other uh, part of the aftertaste that I had, this one would be a little bit quicker. It's advice that I'm giving myself now and I'm, I'm trying to give it to as many people as I come in contact with. You're not old. Gold? Old. You're not old. Mm. Yes. Like if you're, if you're like us, you're 26, 27, even 20, like going as far back to me is like 21, 22, right? You're not old. Mm. Slow the fuck down you got so much life ahead of you you got so much room to fuck up and get it back and fuck up again and get it back like whatever rock bottom you're at right now trust me this ain't the last one and you're gonna go lower next time trust me like there's so much life ahead of you it's like i i can always say for myself i know why i was like that for two things one um when you play sports like age and youth is a really big part of that. So you you don't want to miss your window. So you're fearful of getting older, right? And then also on the other on the other hand is like how I grew up, right? Like you always ask me like, why do I, ha I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, why am I have this fear of like having kids and, you know, settling down and shit like that and da, da, da. But it's like, you have to understand all I, I don't, my parents aren't like yours, right? So they don't have fun. So to me, fun, when I think of parenthood and I think of marriage, when I think of what they are, I think of old people that do old people shit, right? So I think to myself, well, there's no possible way I can get older and, and still be playing basketball and having fun and listening to music and doing whatever degenerate shit that we do at this age, right? Like, there's no representation of that for me. But the other day I'm on YouTube and I'm watching this video of... Um, it was Ocho Cinco, uh, Terrell Owens, and Tyreek Hill. Remember that race they was talking about? Yeah. So actually, right? Terrell Owens is 46. The man is healthier than all of us. It looks better than all of us, right? And it's like, even sometimes I have to look at, I look at your dad, right? And I look at your mom and I'm like, yo, like they're still having fun. Like they're still doing things. So it's like- Nobody it's on the planet other than my mother having as much fun as she's having. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's just reminded myself that like yo like life not gonna stop once you turn 30 bro like life didn't stop yesterday like calm the fuck down chill bro you got mad time to play basketball you don't gotta play every day this week and burn your body out like calm the fuck down that's real. so so yeah i just want to make sure everybody knows you are not old your best years are not behind you yeah you know i mean Technically, not even ahead of you. Your best years is whatever you're living right now. Everything is your best right now because you. You got fucked up because forty, honey. I'm. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> All the stupid shit I don't want to do. I'm sorry, honey. I'm too old for that, honey. You got the wrong. <laughs> I cannot wait. At thirty-five to four to fifty, you can't tell me shit. I don't know what's happening after fifty. I haven't figured that part of my life out yet. But <laughs> let me tell you something. It's happening, and I don't want to hear. I just. Um, nothing <laughs> but you are correct there are times I give myself anxiety because I look on uh, social media or I look you know at friends or I look 
in the world. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't believe, uh, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, like, I'm not a millionaire yet. Like, what, this makes no sense. Like, I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't understand. Like, oh, I'm almost gonna, I'm gonna be 30 in four years. That doesn't make sense to me. It does not make sense to me. It took me six months to schedule my dentist appointment, y'all. Like, like, so to me, like, sometimes the numbers seem very daunting. And I was telling my mom the other day, that um, when I was younger, 30 seemed so old, not because I thought y'all were decrepit, but it was just like, I had no other sense of, you know, and TV, once you turn 50, it was like, oh, you might as well go ahead, get your casket ready and you might as well, right? Uh, so to me, I was like, God damn, my, half my life is over at 30. Um, what you said is just not true. Like, literally take time to smell the roses if you're in new york unfortunately it's covered under seven feet of snow <laughs> but <laughs> um every other time like you literally stop take a walk take a deep breath log off some goddamn time take off of work your job don't care about you the emails will be there take a week fuck them people like do something read a book i don't know like every day doesn't have to be wake up and get these goals like i gotta I got to get these goals. Like we pop in, we sit down. Like, and nobody cares about the fact that you didn't go to sleep because you grinding on all, all night. Like you are mentally like impoverished, sir. Like you are going to have problems going to sleep. <laughs> like, you can't. Um, so yeah, I feel you. Uh, it, it, a lot of times I think now because of social media, you see so many more people being successful so quickly. Right. Um, but half of the time, you don't even know that some of these people's ages. I was following somebody, and I just found out they were 40 years old. And they just got popped in like two years ago. I said, well, God, I'm chilling. We all, we're all, if anything, I started early because they started in their 40s. And I said, well, God damn, like, here we go. Like, <laughs> I'm right on time, honey. Uh, so, shit, relax. We'll drink some hot cocoa. That's a fact. But, um, but, yeah, I appreciate you going on this journey with me. But um, I think... Um, to wind down? No, sir. We're, I told you I got some surprises for you, honey. You thought you was getting up out of here. We interrupt this program to bring you... Black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. Are you sure about that? Older the berry, sweeter the juice. The blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. <laughs> hmm. How black is your berry? I just have to share something with you all in a New York minute. So, it will... Um, I would like to start a, a segment... It's not gonna, it's gonna share the same name as Black or the Berry. However, it's gonna be dedicated to Black History Month and learning things uh, that you probably would not have learned either in school or just in general about certain people or things or whatever the case may be. Um, so if you've listened this far, you probably remember um, me saying that I'm trying to stop saying the word motherfucker, right? Like, <laughs> it's one of my favorite curse words. Like, you can use it as a noun, a verb, whatever you wanna do, it's fun. Um, until <laughs> I was today years old when I found out where the origins of motherfucker comes from. It, Don't do that. Yeah, it makes me sad. Um, so <laughs> it comes from, and I'm not laughing because of the content. I'm, I'm laughing because I was so goddamn old when I found out. Um, and it's probably going to ruin Sam Jackson's career. If <laughs> but apparently the term comes from way back when, when there were slaves. Um, the slave masters would make some of the. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I take. I take. I get you going. I understand. Okay, so if you you get my drift, even for the people who may not, they used to have the slaves have sex with their mothers, or the slave masters themselves would do it to further emasculate the man and the woman uh, who were the enslaved Africans on their concentration or not concentration camps, but in their plantations, right? Um, and so that's where that word comes from, unfortunately. Uh, so I have taken it upon myself to at least teach everybody else. And whether you want to or not, because I think that words do have meanings and I think over time they change. And if you want to use it as an empowering tool, like um, the N-word, then like more power to you. Some things just don't all the way sit right in my stomach. So I personally will not be... Uh, <laughs> using it at least for a long while right um 
And then the second piece of black history that you probably did not know of, um, did you know that slavery wasn't all the way abolished until 1960s in the US? Yes. So there's some places in like um, the deep South that still had slaves all the way up until that time. So again, today years old, when I find out some of this information really fucking blows my mind. So I'm gonna take Black or the Berry and use it to teach for the month of February, not necessarily to call out uh, individuals that need a black card. Snatch! Um, I like better than what you were doing before, but that's my unsolicited opinion. We're, I'm very sure. Um, and you know what? Maybe I'll do a mix of both, right? Like, you know how black is your berry can also be homage to history. And at the same time, if you motherfuckers is cooning, understand I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Uh, but yeah. he, you said what? They used it. Oh, dang, I did, I did. I didn't even notice I did it. I'm sorry, ancestors. My God, they're like rolling in their graves. Like this bitch just said, excuse my bitches. <laughs> Use the word, and here I go using the word. All right, well, lead us in, Padre. Lead us in. All right, well. Wind down. All right, so what you trying to chat about next? Yo, we should talk about this. I mean, it is time for the wind down. That's cool, but after that, I need some advice. Let's wind down with the Wine Night Podcast. Like a smooth glass of your favorite wine at the end of a good day, we like to wrap the episode up with the wind down, where we give our take on situations or questions you submit to us. So if our advice goes well for you, shout us out. You know what I mean? Share it. Share it with your friends, virtually, physically, whatever the case may be. If it don't, well, I don't know who told you to listen to us, so that's your business. Uh, where are we going with it? Um, so we actually got a submission this week. Well, we always have submissions, but this one is like a, a I have to read it to you. It's some info <laughs> and then we'll talk about it. So I was very excited. I said, oh, shit. Um, look at y'all. Like, actually give it a fuck about what we talk about. And you want yeah. you know our YouTube people will be able to see you doing that, right? Mm, that's unfortunate. It is. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to read this email to you all. Um, this is from Lady in Blue. That's very sexy. I like that. She was like, y'all not going to be calling my name out. Even <laughs> anonymous anyway um but it first says uh first off let me say i love the show <laughs> that's all we need to read thank you i'll see y'all next week no. <laughs> um so thank you lady in blue um but they say uh now i would love to hear both of your thoughts on this but they're very interested in a male perspective after uh you know hearing their point of view so i'm going to guess that it means you since i am not a male identifying a human on this earth um, so it says, so my boyfriend and I are currently on a break. Uh-oh. Uh, he's not too happy with me at the moment <laughs> because of what he considers as an ongoing issue that I need to work out with myself. Uh, he's not <laughs> the continued communications I have with ex-boyfriends. Oh, well, girl, here it go. <laughs> wait, wait, what did you say? Say it again. It says um, that uh, he is not a fan of the continued com- uh, communication that they have had with their ex-boyfriends. Um, it says, don't get me wrong. I understand his uh, concerns, though it is based on an insecurity that is his, and what his friend slash social media says about our significant other being friends with their exes. But I see it as I'm with you and that's all that matters. Trust me enough to know that there is nothing going on. If you can't trust me, then why are you with me? You know, uh, mind you, it's harmless conversation. <laughs> I don't really meet with them in person, especially now because of the pandemic. Some of the girlfriends are cool with me and everything. My boyfriend has full access to my phone, passwords, and all, and he's read conversations I've had with them never past 8 p.m. Oh, look, she's very respectful. Anyway, um, but it still makes him uncomfortable, and that kills me. It says, uh, now you may ask if if it makes my man uncomfortable, then why don't I just cut communication with my exes? Well, that's the thing. I don't even look at them as exes. Sometimes I forget we even dated. I had genuine friendships with these guys years before we even uh, thought of getting together. Uh, We were friends within our relationships and after. Keep in mind, I've never had sex with them. And my man now was my first. Oh, that's cute. Can't say the same. Obviously, we didn't work in romantic relationships. um, But that doesn't take away from the fact that we work platonically. 
so with my boyfriend getting so upset about this and asking me to cut them off, for me, it's like the equivalent of asking him to, it, uh, excuse me, y'all, y'all know, I'm, y'all want me to read out loud, that's a lot. Anyway, <laughs> for me, it's like the equivalent of asking, of him asking me to stop talking to some of my closest friends that I've never even had a relationship, man or woman. Um, now, she ends off with, I am a firm believer that true friendships usually last longer than relationships because of who's less to pick up the pieces when your significant other breaks your heart. Your friends are. Now you're probably thinking, how would you feel if the shoe was on the other foot? Well, I'll say this. I'm not the biggest fan of him keeping in contact with his ex-girlfriends because they were never friends to begin with. Um, and it was purely sexual. Mm-hmm. But who's to say that they didn't develop a friendship uh, while they were together? So I put my doubt aside, though it may uh, make me look stupid and trust him. Uh, because what's the point of saying with someone you can't trust, even if, uh, trust them even a little bit. So anyways, to wrap this up, what do you do when someone you love is asking you to walk away from someone else you love in a different way? An actual true friend. Again, signed by Lady Blue. Lady and Blue. Also, like Lady Blue, I might be <laughs> switching a name just for my own purposes. But yeah. Um, I'm going to let you go ahead and start because I know you were uh, you was fidgeting over there in your chair and I'd like for you to go ahead and uh, share with the with the. Um- so a lot of times with this conversation, people go with it in the route of, all right, so if it's making your significant other uncomfortable, then you need to stop or whatever the case may be, right? But I don't think that's the conversation that needs to be had. I think the conversation that needs to be had is like, which one means more to you, right? Mm-hmm. Is it your significant other or is it your friends? And it's very simple. You just And it boils down from there because my issue, like, in that situation, my issue with it is I don't like people telling me what to do. I don't like people taking away my my liberty, my 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 right to make decisions and do things like that. Because that's just a slippery slope. The second you determine who I can speak to, then it opens the gates for all different types of other shit. So it's like you have to decide for yourself which one means more to you. Is it making a significant other happy or is it keeping the autonomy and keeping those relationships. And when you decide that, it's basically what the advice when I got when I was an undergrad, make a decision and make it right. And that's it. Interesting. Uh, well, you know, I know that when I start talking, you're gonna cut me off and scream and be like, I told you and beat your chest and all this other stuff. So would you like to go ahead and hulk out now or should we just do regular schedule program? At this point, I know who you are. So I don't even care about those things anymore. Yeah, you do. That with him. Right, right, right. Anyway, um, you, sweetheart, lie to Jesus, don't lie to me. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> anyway, you ain't got. It. But um, in regards to Miss Lady in Blue, this for me was tough to read um, because I've been on both sides of the spectrum. Right, I've been on the side of I'm gonna talk to my ex because it's nothing there, honey. I promise you, there's no romantic, you know, feelings. And then there's been on the side of you better not touch, uh, text that bitch and excuse my bitches or we gonna have some issues, right? Um, and the one word I like to use that Michael hates me to use is context. I think there, it depends on the situation and what's happening. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily fair, right? For him to say, I don't want you talking to these people if you are truly friends with them, right? If you're saying nothing's going on, then to a certain extent, he does have to trust you in that area. Um, however, if there is some funny shit happening, not to say there was with uh, our um, lady in blue, um, but for other people, if there was funny things happening, I think that you should take into consideration your significant other's needs and what makes them feel comfortable. Um, however, I think there should also be a plan, right? Um, in terms of like, what does this look like in the future? What can we do so that both parties are comfortable? Um, if talking to your exes is more important, do that. If keeping your significant other is more important, do that. Understand you will feel miserable on the other side, regardless though, because that's something that's hard to give up. Um, there are multiple exes that I am, I'm cool with, right? Like there's no beef. There's one, if I see it, it's on site. However, you know, like I don't hold no real malice. Um, we can have conversations and it be enjoyable and blah, 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 blah. And I try to keep them as appropriate as possible. Maybe 
uh, y'all can set up some ground rules, right? Like if you're talking to this person, like you said, never after 8 p.m. or, you know, your significant other being able to, you know, ask for time back, if that makes sense. Like, oh, you spend time talking to this person. I'd like to do X, Y, and Z. Maybe something like that might work for you. Um, but I think, like you said, trust is probably the biggest, biggest thing here. That person doesn't necessarily trust you. They do have to do some inner work. Um, so maybe y'all can start by meeting in the middle and then hopefully gradually getting to a point where they're, where both parties are comfortable. Um, I don't, I don't know. I've been on both sides. So I, I feel both sides. When I read it, I said, ah, I feel you and I feel him. Um, but it was also because I either didn't trust that ex or I didn't trust that person. Um, and that's the way I felt. Th that's the reason why I felt that way. So addressing those issues are extremely important. Um, and also working through that with your significant other. If you choose to stay with them is very important. Please don't le le leave them to do the work all by themselves, right? Because um, you're good. So. And also to um, to person that made the submission, you also, as someone who's been in your shoes, right? You got to look at yourself and have a very honest conversation with yourself. Is there something there? What is it that they provide that you're willing to hear your significant other nag in your ear? to keep them around. Because if there's anything in life that I can't stand hearing, it's hearing you nag. I'll cut anything off for, to hit, to cut that shit off. But there are certain things oh, that- thanks, sweet, you're so romantic. <laughs> but it's like certain shit that I care about enough that I'm like, okay, I will sit here and fight for this. So is it, what is it that's there that you're willing to put this strain on your relationship? And if there's something more than plutonic there, you gotta explore it. And the reason why I say that is, I think the whole world needs to stop acting like we can give time and, 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 and body to people and the relationship and it's supposed to just be done now. It don't work like that. So yes, there's still something there and that's okay. Like you, you never, once you love someone, once you've done anything, like there's still something there no matter what. Like this idea that like, mm. we, <laughs> no, it, it, I'm not saying that you still want to be with the person, but I'm saying, but there is something there is telling you, causing you to hold on. You have to find out what is it. Explore it. Find out. You know what I mean? If it's strictly plutonic, that's great. But I'm what I'm is it platonic or plutonic? I don't know why I keep saying plutonic. I always pronounce it platonic, like P A A L, but Plato. From Plato. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, platonic. But um, but yeah, like it's just finding out like what is there and then just having an honest conversation with yourself because usually there is more to it you just gotta go deeper and dive and figure it out i mean i think that it all depends on the, how much time in between right like if you broke up with your ex on tuesday and wednesday y'all are friends nah that's not gonna work for me i'm gonna need a little bit of distance you know if i'm also inserting myself into the situation of a relationship right like i can understand something like that you need some time like let's put a few months in between before we start calling each other besties right um, because you don't know what that other person's intentions are and then you really don't really want the problems that kind of come with it not necessarily because it's not trust just a lot of issues sometimes uh -huh. um, but if it's been a couple years uh, I mean <laughs> come on bro like let you might want to let that go um, like when Michael and I first got together I was like absolutely not because you know shorty wanted the whole she wanted the whole nine yards the closure the this the friendship the blah 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 and to me i was like red flag red flag red flag like absolutely not i don't fuck with it um but some time had to go and like michael said i had to well not what he said but maybe what i said <laughs> i had to be reflective and say like why do i feel this way um why am i upset and it was because i either didn't trust that person or i didn't trust him um and so working through those things well i'm sorry would you like to speak a little louder for the people I said, I definitely said those things, but continue. Yeah, and at the, at the same time, though, if you rewind back, I don't think, and not to say you're a horrible person, I don't think you were hearing or, or taking into account of how I felt, because you were still do certain things anyway, right? That wasn't necessarily disrespectful to the relationship. However, I didn't feel comfortable at that time because of the timeline. Certain things should have been taken into consideration, right? And so that's what I'm saying. If that happens, take that into consideration if it's very soon. If it's been a few years, then 
yeah, I would like to sit down and have a conversation of what that looks like. Like you want to be friends with them. Okay, cool. What does friendship look like to you? What is that? Like what's appropriate? What's not appropriate? Let's set some friendship guideline rules, right? In terms of an ex. And then we can go from there. Um, because if that person was to text you today, not to say I wouldn't be annoyed, but I'm not going to stop you from talking to that person. Um, as y'all had at least at one point built a friendship again, or at least tried to be friends afterward. Um, and I had to come to you and say, I was wrong for that. I'm sorry, you know, please do what you have to do. And if I can't trust you, then that's on you. That's not really on me. Um, because I know that, the, again, there's a couple of exes that I know that I'm still cool with. It's, it's truly no beef. Like we're, you know, we laugh, we joke, we check in on each other every few months and then go about our business. And I would be, I'd be sad if I had to say like, oh, damn, I can't talk to this person. And I know that there's nothing there. And then turn around and be like, you can't do that, blah, 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 blah. Um, we all make mistakes. We're all young. We're all ignorant. And hopefully we learn. So hopefully they take this advice, or at least you take this advice and it's helpful for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I really hope that. Um... <laughs> now, there's so much more to say, but it's just, you know. Just take a time and everything like that but my my biggest advice is find out go as deep as you can have deep conversations have real conversations on both sides figure out where the feeling why the feelings are there for both of y'all and then go from there whatever you do no ultimatums it never works out all right, y'all, if you made it to this point, one of two things have happened. You have listened to the whole thing, and we are so grateful for you tuning in. Thank you all so much. We really appreciate you. Um, or two, you're not really listening, and this is just background noise for you. And honestly, I don't really care because you still gave us a stream, and I appreciate that, right? Like, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I know a bunch of people who I just put on YouTube, and I let they shit play. If you get your your duck sis, that's, you know, I'm happy for you. But anyway, um, if it's the first, please remember to like, uh, subscribe, and share our content with at least one person and at least one Black person from Black History Month <laughs> um, this week who you know needs a good glass of wine and great conversation. Um, also, please check us out on Instagram at the Wine Nine Pod. And if it's the second, well, you know, thanks for the stream anyway. <laughs> All right, y'all. One more thing, y'all. Whenever your girl asks you to buy flowers, don't buy her that shit. Because I bought my girl some flowers and she's just sitting in my sink right now. She left them. Have a great night. Oh, well, you thought you were ending it off there. But I'm recording on my computer, bitch. So now, excuse my bitches. So I get to have the last word. Uh -huh. And they better be there. And they better still be alive because I accidentally left them. They're so pretty. I had, like, the vase washed. In okay, wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. I hate it here. Bye, y'all. <laughs>